Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna Kuda Wednesday night season 15 married at first sight. I'm already tired. I I know Mare Bear, my Mary Redzinski, she I can see her when we're talking now and uh she's doing a shoulder shimmy even though she's tired and I think I spy a glass of wine. You do. You do spy a glass of wine with your little eye and you hear the crinkle of the end of a bag that comes out of a box of wine with your sweet little ears also. So <laughs> you're just squeezing, the, squeezing the last juice out of that one. Yep, yeah. Just milking it. Listen, we don't, uh, both of us try not to drink too much during the week. Try not to drink mm-hmm. during the week, really. We save it for weekends as of, uh, I don't know, post COVID or I know right, COVID's right. not a, whatever. You know what I mean? When yes. things were rough, there was a lot more. So we're like, we don't really drink during the week. But tonight I texted Mary and I said, you know what? <laughs> I think I need some wine after this married at first sight. And so we have some. So yep. enjoy. Yep. So Mare Bear padded downstairs in her jammies and got herself <laughs> the end of this box to treat herself like the lady that she is. And uh, oh, oh hi, everybody. It is Mar- your married at first sight recap. And do not forget that this season we, uh, you know, we still do this hour long podcast. Well, it always goes over longer than that. And then after that, we head over to Patreon and we keep talking. So join us there. Join our Facebook group, Are You My Podcasters, where we do a thread for Married at First Sight every Wednesday. And it gets, as the kids say, lit. <laughs> it is wild. It is lively. <laughs> and it can be long. Like if one, if you, if you end up watching it, um, or going to it later. I mean, I, I literally need an hour to just sink my teeth into it. It's one of my favorite. I almost like it as much as watching the show. I know. I know. It's like a, it's like a recap within a recap. And, uh, and we have a lot of fun on there. And then join us on Are You My Podcast on Instagram as well. Because you can always see, I don't know, if we put up random stuff, you'll see it. Why not follow us? You got nothing yeah. else to do. I know. Oh, no, I mean, we have nothing else to oh, do. Oh, yeah, Sorry. clearly we have nothing else to do. <laughs> and so we do appreciate your support across all of it. And yes. because Ready? it's a lot. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm about to plug my nose and jump into the deep end, Sarah. Who would you like to um, start the shit talking about? I don't know. Where do you, I mean, I'm going to defer to you because I can yeah. talk about all of them. I have a lot to I mean, there's so many when it comes down to that. I feel like I usually just uh, I, let's start with Stasha and Nate. Okay. How's that sound? Is yeah. That, does that work for you? Yeah. Um, let's start with Stasha and Nate. I do. So this episode, it's like the tail end slash a couple shots from the airplane of their ride, their flight home from their honeymoon. And so they're, this is the one, the one where they see where each other lives and then they also go to the new joint apartment. So we learn a lot with this one. And yeah. I just want to add that I think that that would make me, having watched the show for so long, getting my apartment ready or, or my house ready would be more concerning to me than getting like my bikini line ready. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, a, it's a big tell about you. It is a big tell. I do think your bikini line is also a big tell, but I I 
feel like <laughs> I feel like it's easier to manage though. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And you could give that a quick uh quick once over and get things when you can have somebody do it for you right you know true yeah. yeah you could go up into the um scared naked baby pose when they get the back you know when you have to pull oh, your oh yeah you have to pull your knees into your chest <laughs> and they the get old, the back the, old, the taint clean up yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it always feels like you did something bad when you have to pull your knees into your chest and go I here need- you go <laughs> Um, I I don't think in any part of my life I've ever pulled my knees to my chest without a tear falling down my face. But I think that's normal, right? Even if you're getting waxed. Anyway, it is. Anyway, anyway. Well, she's obviously very neat and clean. He is too, other than the wine glasses in his (gasps) cupboard. Yes, she didn't like that at all. You can't hide much with a dried red. You know what I mean? No, not at all. No, and two, and like. But and that is other than the fact on after party that he said, well, I haven't had anyone over for <laughs> for since I started this process. I got serious about this process and filling out the forms and all that stuff. So that was five months. And she and Keisha was like, so you didn't. So those glasses were in your cabinet for five months. And he was like, yep, <laughs> that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Sticking okay. to it. Yeah, yes. sure. The blonde Megan wasn't over there having a little uh, send off oh. wine before you got married. I don't know. But that is bizarre to put dirty glasses back in your cabinet is all I'm yeah, saying. It is. It is. And I mean, that's whether Stasha was as, you know, neat and clean and immaculate or just some, she was a regular, a regular person like myself, like that, that's just kind of gross, you know? So when she starts up, she's so excited about like the listing of the rules and the cleaning and the toilet seat down. And, you know, and then he has to fess up a little, like, ah, I leave a little bit of shit around. Well, she, he should have just kept his mouth shut because she found out, she found out how he leaves it. Oh yeah. And empty oatmeal canisters and whatnot. I, I just back to the wine glasses real quick. Um, yes. even though I know we're all over the place, but I did think, um, it indicated to me that this does, he doesn't seem like a guy who takes empty wine glasses and put them back in a cupboard. So I feel like on his way out the door <laughs> for the wedding, he was oh. like, Oh, I should put those away. And then yes, that's Sarah. my take. So, and I'm not, and listen, he could have had a friend over. So he could have just be like, oh my God, my friend so-and-so was over the night before. And yeah, I panicked. I put him up there, but then that probably would have brought more questions. So it's that is interesting though. I like that. I like that line of thinking. I mean, and I feel like if it was me, I would just throw them in the trash. I mean, you could tell they weren't like <laughs> super, you know, it's not like they were wedding gifts or something. I would have just been like, taking them with me, throwing them out. But yeah, he doesn't come off like someone who's just, that's his normal way of, of uh, cleaning. I don't think or it's picking that, up. That's not many no. normal people's way no. of putting a dirty glass back in the cabinet. But yeah, um, that's true. That's like murder scene shit. That is murder scene. You know, what is also a little bit murder scene is having a fake dining, whatever, what is it? Tray, the breakfast, tray. room service tray. The tray. On your yeah. bed as a decoration. I liked it. I was like, that looks great, but it looks like a staged house. Yes. I mean, that to me is a, li- listen, that's pretty. If she was having like a photo shoot, she's trying to like sell her place or whatever. But then, okay, it's one thing to have it there. I think where I got a little bit like, eh, was when she asked if she could bring it. Because I'm like, you're going to do that every day? Get up, like fucking put your 
picnic wear out on the the bed. I mean, stop it. You know, I just that was when it's a like a little air quotes too far to me. It I know because I have a look. I make my bed every day, but then sometimes, especially right now with my husband out of town, I won't necessarily put all the deck decorative like pillows the, back up there because yeah. I'm like it's just me. I'm getting back in there later. Like whatever is you know right. he's the one that likes to make the bed look nice. I'm clean, but I don't care as much about what the bed overall looks like as long as it's kind of like mostly made. Right. Um, but right. I don't need to put all the decorative pillows back up when I'm just going to crawl back in there 12 hours later. Now, I can't imagine also being like, "Ooh, but also I have to put my di- my little room service tray even though I don't live in a hotel." It's just it's it's very cute. I like her style. She's super stylish. It just seems it tells you a lot. Like there's a little bit extra, you know, to Well, I think she's with. a little bit extra to deal with. But in a, you know, not in a good way or bad way, but she is a little extra. She's she's a little she's got a little extra pizzazz with her decor. I if I had that on my bed, it would be like a cookie sheet with a box of wine on it and some <laughs> straws and maybe like a pack of Chips Ahoy cookies or like something like that. We're like, OK, this is my this is my go to kit for when I get home hammered later or something. But just for looks, yeah. I don't, it's not for yeah, me. Functional. Sure. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah. This is my emergency. I got home and need a snack and don't want to get yeah. up and go to the kitchen tray okay right then bring that that's fine you kick it nothing breaks it's fine everybody's fine their nespresso conversation their coffee and math conversation really i like kind of browned out they the back and the forth with the math i mean i understand where they were both going but it's like i it made it made me my i looked down and i had two fists yeah. I was I was like balled up like I can't I couldn't do it. I was hoping you felt the same way I did. I I truly wrote in my notes like just kill me over this conversation. Yes. I don't care. Just just either get the machine or don't stop right. doing the math and then saying I did the math. You do the math and you do the math and too. And now I got to <sighs> add in something for oat milk. What? Nobody yeah, cares. I'm like, fuck you. Where are you getting your oat milk? Also inflation. You guys have no idea what the right number is. Just shut up. I was so mad. I was so mad. Well, and after that, so after we see she's hammering about the toilet seats and stuff, which I get, you, uh, you know, us ladies, we don't want to have to check before. And if we don't right. check before, end up with a, with a wet ass. Wet ass. Um, it's not fun. Guys will learn. She's really hammering at home. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, when they were in his room and she was looking at his closet, which she said was super disorganized, which, by the way, I didn't think that looked I didn't think it looked bad. It looked empty to me. Yeah, like it, didn't it didn't even look that cluttered. She got up to talk to him and her shoes were on the bed. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. She had her feet on the bed with her shoes on. In fact, oh. the camera kind of panned to them. I think they were signaling to me. Look, Sarah, her shoes are on the bed. <laughs> call this out. Oh, my God. That is a big call out. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a uh, what would you call? hypocritical thing to do stasha yeah stasha keep your shoes off the bed yes yeah Yeah. oh i didn't even see that i love when you see shit i don't see (laughs) i focused on it but then yes she's going through his cabinets which by the way same about finding expired stuff i do that in mine and i'm i'm very clean 
but I still go in there and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to ever make that risotto. And now it's, you know, oh, yeah. packaged stuff, right? Um, Time but flies. The, the empty canisters of oatmeal was a, a bit aggressive. I mean, you can throw out something empty. I kept in my head, I'm like, is he keeping those to use as like a receptacle for something special? Like, does he... Because, I mean, that was a lot of empty oatmeal canisters. I just feel yeah. like one, you know, shame on me or whatever. <laughs> shame <laughs> on you. I don't know how you would say that with oatmeal canisters, <laughs> but it just seemed like a lot of shame for anybody who was involved. There were, what, four? I mean, it was a lot. There was a lot. That's a good point. Maybe it's like his version of wine corks. He saves his yeah. oatmeal canisters. Maybe we'll find out he does art projects with them. I don't know. There's still plenty of season left to discover. Jury's what, out. <laughs> what's going on in there? Maybe Megan likes them. The blonde. No, I don't know why I bring her up. I we haven't even see, seen her. Yeah, that's where he keeps her used her <laughs> underwear post-coital. I don't know. Now I'm just being stupid. But something. There's something with the oatmeal containers. I mean... Well, what did we see? Cal visited them after that. Yeah. And he yep. was talking about how great they look together and how she's so smiley. And I... You know, she is, as we both have said, we really like her and like how she came. She's just jumped in both feet with this, even if the mm-hmm. shoe feet are on the bed with the shoes on. She's jumped in <laughs> both feet. She is, um, you know, happy. Cal said you had such high standards, so I'm glad to see you doing this. But they did talk about salary and she said, you know, it's workable. And Cal, I guess... um, what did Cal, Cal, oh, we found out that Cal made her give him a number that he would be oh, happy with. Yes, yes. And I feel like that is some trauma on Cal from Stephen Noy. That is some. <gasps> Sarah yep. Colonna, yes. You yeah. are absolutely, well, look, it's so funny. My My little brain did not make that leap, but that makes so much sense. Because I did think about Stephen Noy so much during this conversation. I was like, Jesus, if only they had done that. Yeah, but you you brought it home. And that's, I guarantee you, you're right. Cal was like, not going to. Not going through that again. Nope, nope, not at all. Don't want all those messages on my my Instagram posts in the comments telling me I should have asked. So he, and then Nate's, he had. It was very interesting because he, I think he said he makes one fifty well, yes. a year, and before they talked about kits, and he wants to double that or get to at least two fifty on his own, so that he feels he can provide provide a thousand percent. And Stasha says, "Well, I make around four fifty, and so we put my four fifty with your one fifty right now, and we can already have kids." But you can still go for your goal of 250. But it's hard. I see Nate's issue with thinking about his salary and her salary together, or whether it's a little bit of, well, I do make less than her and I'd like to make more. So I feel like I'm contributing more. I get, I totally get it. Cause I, same. I'm just the same way. I sometimes have conversations with my husband as if we don't have the same, it's all the same, right? But (laughs) you wouldn't know that. Right, right. No, and and let's be honest. I mean, I I uh, four fifty. She makes four fifty a year. That is a lot of money, and good for her. 
150 is a lot of money. There are a lot of people that have kids that combined don't make 150. There's a lot, like, you know, I, for me, thinking about how, okay, and I could be totally way off, but for thinking about like Nate's, uh, you know, the stories of him selling, you know, knockoff Louis Vuitton bags and like blah, 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 or just saying he hustled. So I, I feel like he didn't come from money and either did she. But I feel like both of them are smart enough to know that him saying, oh, I want to make at least 250 by myself before I have kids sounds like a made up unattainable number to me that he's just putting out there to keep kids at bay because I because that's horseshit because he clearly knows what his parents made or what he like. He knows that that's not required to have kids. And I don't. Do you does that make any sense? It does. I feel like it's a little bit of horseshit. Okay. I see it from the other side. I see it as I don't he's putting it keeping it at bay. I think he's got it in his head that it has to be a certain way so that he never feels like he's not providing what he's supposed to provide, whether it's from his childhood or not. But I don't see it as an excuse. I see it more as um something I relate to in my brain again of just well, but I'm not contributing enough, and then I it, it's it's not quite so, thinking like a married couple, and you okay. and you need to be. And again, you could be right, and I could be wrong, or vice versa, or it could be a whole different thing. But in my brain, it's more of a he wants to feel that he's contributing enough, and that he's got a number in his head that is would be enough, and he's not really considering. Like what it actually means. I don't know what, I don't want to say an insecurity, but something along those lines. So are you saying that you, in this sort of way of thinking that if Stasha made 150 K a year and he also made 150 K a year, he'd be cool with having kids sooner. No, I'm saying he's got it in his head that he has to make a certain amount, no matter what she makes. Oh, so that his family is taken care of. And he's okay. not he's not thinking about her salary. He's not considering what they do together. He's like, as a man, I need to bring this to the table in order gotcha. to make sure that my kids have what they want. That's okay. what I think. And it's just the vibe. I have no idea. I could be wrong. Yeah. He could be completely full of shit making up numbers so that she, they can't have babies. But I just, I relate I mean, to I, him in yeah. certain ways of that stuff, of feeling sort no, of I like, hear you. yeah, I get it. But it's still, what about what am I providing? And I don't know if that comes from his, again, from his childhood or what. I hear you. I mean, I might, you know, be a bit of a pushover. If somebody gave me 150K right now to have a kid, I would do it. I would figure out a way. (laughs) So, I mean, I just, I'm just like looking at the more, put her salary in with his salary. At this point, they're rounding up closer to a million than zero. (laughs) I think they're going to be fine. I think that this sort of, almost felt a little bit like the fucking Nespresso math where I was just like, I'm done with you guys and math. Just fucking live your lives. <laughs> You're wasting all of our time. And oh, I just hundred percent. They're they're both <sighs> overthinking everything. And 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 there's no argument there. I just yeah. didn't take it as him using it as an excuse to put off having kids as much as an insecurity of his about like this is I need to make sure this is what I'm I providing. need before. But who knows? I mean, but you're right. The two of them, they're overthinking the whole thing. I mean, they're overthinking sex. She says she needs to feel 
deeper feelings, which of course, I'm not saying that's overthinking it. She says in the past, it's been transactional. I think she's got some issues with the way, so we saw a couple episodes before, maybe that was even just last week where she questioned Lindy and made sure Lindy didn't feel pressured into having sex. So I think yeah, she's got some stuff in there that she's working through and she wants him to be more open and bear his soul. But I do want to look, he needs to be more open. He needs to bring more to the table for her clearly because she's saying she needs it and she's being, but at the same time when she's like, I need to know everything about your childhood right now. I, right, th- I right. think she's got, she's again, she jumped in both feet and then is he's not meeting her at that level. But I also don't know that he necessarily should be, you don't know. We, they've been married like eight days right now. Right. Right. And, and it was very clear that again, when she sort of approached it, when they were recapping Dr. Kell's visit and she brought it up again and was like, well, did you understand what I mean? I need you to go deeper. And he's like, yeah, I get it. And then she's like, okay, well basically right now you never, you know, you never talk about your mom and, and all this stuff. And she's like, so can you expand on that? And he's like, no, not right now. I will. It, I didn't feel to me like he was holding anything back. It's like, it seems like he, he has his own, process that he's going to need to go through, whether it be therapy or whatever, to, you know, work through to be able to talk about this. Not that he's holding back from her, but it sounds like he might not have the skill set to even talk about it for himself right now. You know, it doesn't feel like he's withholding to me. It doesn't feel like he's withholding. And um, there was two things that I thought about in that conversation, because one was Sure. If he just says about um, when she's like, you don't talk about your mom. I know there's pain behind that. And he says, I can't have feelings if I don't have them. She's a stranger to me. And then Stasha says, well, my dad is half my identity and, and, and I don't have a relationship with him either, but it affects me and I can talk about it. I just think that both can be true. Right. He, he, exactly. can, he can feel completely like, look, I don't have a relationship with her. I've dealt like I've moved on or whether or not that's true. I don't know. But I just mean you can, not everyone has the same experience with a parent just yes. that wasn't ne- existent in their life. Right. I mean, my sister right. and I have completely different relationships with our parents and we have the same parents and they brought right. us up the same. So it just, I feel like that stuff, maybe she's projecting a little bit onto him and mm-hmm. he's holding back a little bit too much. And maybe there is some stuff that's deeper down that he hasn't dealt with yet. But either way, I think they both have to just give each other the space because <laughs> give each other at least two weeks, guys. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I just kind of wanted to be like, look, you can't expect his experience to be the same. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that hopefully she can sort of respect that and it won't you know, it won't be like she feels that he's just not sharing, but he could go a little deeper around some other things, perhaps, you know, maybe it's not his mom, but he could go, you know, because Stasha has said over and over, it's very superficial level. We're very surface level. So maybe he'll take some, you know, some of that to heart and and talk about some other things rather than where he gets his clothes. A hundred percent. And look, I'm not saying he doesn't need to open up to her because he even said, yeah, if something, if it comes up organically, I will. So I almost think Stasha has to quit asking him questions and just 
just keep filling up his wine glass and yes, yeah, he'll start to open up a little more and then he'll maybe realize, Oh, okay. I haven't really been sharing as much as I, who knew I could share so much after I had three bottles of red wine or whatever. (laughs) whatever Yeah, exactly. Whatever it takes, Nate, whatever it takes. And I think once he opens up, she'll open up if you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, Girl, I still am surprised they haven't done it yet. Um, they're just a nice looking couple. And they really are. We're rooting for it. Keeping clean in the shower. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think they're going to be, I think, whatever. I, I, I felt okay about them. Again, there wasn't a whole lot with them, I feel like, this episode, other than I think we knew she was going to be a stickler for clean and neat and, you know, organized. And we knew that, probably he wouldn't measure up. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. And I want to say, uh, this might be a good time to mention to Stasha, if you're listening, while you do continue to grow your bond with him, and you guys don't have penetration, we have a sponsor <laughs> that can really help you out. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> our sponsor is Dame Products, Dame Products, D-A-M-E products.com. You get 15% off, right? Yes. Yes. With code my podcast, which is all one word and it's not case sensitive. And they are wonderful, wonderful sexual, sexual toys and sexual, sexual healing, sexual wellness. Sarah, which product would you recommend for Stasha um, when she's kind of keeping to herself? Air, 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 air. It's the air. A-E-R. Oh, oh, raise your hands in the air. It is a little <laughs> suction guy and it goes right over your little oh. tiny clitoris and you, oh. <laughs> whatever, that's what it goes over. Guys, we, I'm sorry. This is, we are not professional, but we, we like not. this product. We are not afraid to put our name behind this product. It, it's, it's, it works. It, it works. works. <laughs> it works if you work it. And it, it's true. And you don't uh, even have to work it that hard. Trust. It took me. Just a few seconds to be like, just a couple. That, oh gosh, that worked. And Mary, which one is uh, your fave? My fave is the Eva. And again, you don't need to be with a partner to enjoy it, but it is a hands-free vibrator for couples. And I'm just going to tell you, it looks like a little turkey. Just trust me, it's the cutest thing you ever saw. And it's become um, something that I keep uh, charged more regularly than my iPhone. So the Eva, the Eva, and they are, yeah, they put you in a good mood. They are waterproof. And why Mary, is that so good? What did you call yourself after the first time you tried the Eva? Well, um, my name when the Eva's around is Dame Judy Drench. You heard it here, folks. Come on. It is so good. So dameproducts.com. If you want to be Dame Judy Drench, go to dameproducts.com. And at checkout, use our code MYPODCAST for 15% off. Enjoy, Stasha, and everyone else. Yes, you're welcome. Oh, okay, Mayor Bear. On to uh, speaking of sex, let's talk about Kristen and Mitch. Let's just go. Oh, let's go there. I, I really, I don't know. I feel this has been such a such a roller coaster with only seven episodes in, and my feelings about Mitch. I hate Mitch. I hate Mitch more. Oh wait, I don't mind Mitch. Do I love Mitch now? I don't know. There's just so many things. It is 
a wild ride with this guy because I, yes. this episode, I dig him. I get mm-hmm. him. I like him. I'm not saying he's not going to turn around and and piss everybody off Rip in another ep- yeah in an episode mm-hmm. or make Kristen want to wring his neck. I don't know, but I enjoyed both of them a lot this episode. I feel like they have a good thing going. I feel like they have good communication, which I was not expecting from him. I know, me neither. But you're so right. He he's has just been. like he's like relaxed a little bit. Um, and he said. He is as he's a pain in the ass that seems to know he's a pain in the ass, right? Yes. He's self aware at least. Yeah. And so he says, I mean, we'll get to his apartment. That's that's a whole nother issue. I I like the guy. (laughs) I would never set foot in that fucking trash pit if my life depended on it. Um Mm -mm. just too much drunk makes me made me itch to look around. Just too many Mm -hmm. Kristen too. She was like, I'm not going back in there. It gave me uh yeah, I just, I can't with a dirty stove, all the things. It's just me, just, yeah. not judging, just saying. But yeah. he's like, I, I'm thankful to have her by my side. I'm thankful she's patient. He brought home condoms from the honeymoon. Clearly he had I plans. Mean, he's, I think that was like the most environmentally friendly thing that I really enjoyed. <laughs> he's just like, well, I'm not going to go out and buy more. I'll just take these ones here at this nice hotel. I, how embarrassing it drops out of his book bag like he's in, you know, 10th grade in high school in front of everybody. It was amazing. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, you know, and she said, what did she say? I'm happy. I'm feeling optimistic. She thinks their 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 journey is unique and it's better because it's not been perfect, which I mean, come on. She's wow. She can really shine a turd shine that one. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking at you that, oh, I'm just happy that things were so shitty because, you know, it's unique and this is our story. And I want to be like, I mean, again, I love her. I think I mean love. I I like strongly all of these people or I don't whatever I'm why do I even get into what I'm feeling about them but the point is because <laughs> I like she, it yeah because I, I like to spiral out no I like her a lot but that like oh I'm glad things were terrible and my self-esteem had to plummet for this to feel nice right now. you know it's like all right let's just I don't know I know I, I have know. to well it, it, it was I, annoying to me it no because she's being too nice which we were worried about we don't want her to turn yes. herself into a pretzel I, right. I want her to go, hey, it sucks that it was this hard, but at least we're having fun now. Just at say it that way. At least we're benefiting now. Exactly. Yeah. But he, right. And he even still kind of fucks up, right? He, They were laying there and kind of cuddling, I think, when he said this, but maybe not. But he said something about, um, I'm just, I'm so relaxed now and I'm just so happy that I could just shake the guilt and, and all that disappointment I was feeling. <gasps> and I thought, oh, my oh, God. I don't yeah. think I heard him say that. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. buddy, don't mind her that you were disappointed. That's not how we need to. Oh. I don't feel like he meant to say it the way it came out. But in my brain, I thought, God, if I was laying there and, and my husband said, I'm just so glad I'm able to shake off the initial disappointment when you first walked down the aisle, I'd go, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's- Can you go fuck yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a treat that I can make eye contact with you now without <laughs> gagging. I have to be honest. I'm just, I'm so much more comfortable. See, I think I did not hear that. And I'm sort of, maybe I had like protective subconscious earmuffs because I think that would have really thrown me for a loop. I was paying attention to when they were uh, laying there cuddling and Mitch says the thing about 
you know, he might maybe that maybe he said it right before that, but he said that oh, the hubby and wifey shirts uh, make still make him want to puke, and I was like, oh, thank God he hasn't changed too much. Yeah, but. I think it was then, and you were probably you probably couldn't even hear him say anything no, because of no. the hubby and wife shirts, and you were focused yep. on that and rage. That's white totally hot rage. true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Well, they visit apartments. We see his. He's got an e-bike. Great. Uh, he talks about how there used to be a backseat and now he can put it on for her. Isn't it supposed to be more fun to ride without a backseat? What is, what is that like? <laughs> what? No, no, never mind. Are you talking about it. like if the pole goes up your asshole? <laughs> no, no. I don't <laughs> think I was. was I? What do you mean? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Like no seat or like a bar stool with no seat and you just sit on this. I don't oh. know. I now never mind. Now I feel right. like I made up something and I don't know what I'm referring to. And if anyone does and it was bad, I'm sorry. I thought it was- I, I think it's fun and and what if it's bad, you didn't know it cuz we couldn't even get totally to it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. His shower was dirty. <laughs> And it that was, was gross. dirty. Yeah, it was. Well, he says because he waters his plants and he has his wetsuit. She says she's feeling anxiety looking at all this stuff uh, with that and the stove. I feel the anxiety too, especially when he showed her his weird room full of clutter that looked like. Remember oh. in, on Friends when when uh, Chandler discovered Monica's like secret closet that was like. Oh. <laughs> that's oh what it reminded my God. me of. Oh my God! I'm. For this, like, he did call himself a failed minimalist. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, about, like, just no clutter, emotionally, whatever, in just a room full of garbage. Just garbage. Like, stop. Also, water your plants out on your outside. You live on the beach. Yeah. What, what are you doing, Mitch? And also, at one point, he said his the back seats to his car were in that room. Oh, He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the back seats to my car. I'm like, why aren't they in your car? Yeah, what's he what's he putting in the back seat there? I don't know. There's a whole uh, lot going on in that house, and then her house. There was the Luna, the dog, which is so cute. But um, and the snoring and the deep breathing. I love that dog. When she told him she had to clean out, they had to clean out like a wrinkle every the day. Wrinkle, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't. I mean, I knew I knew pugs had like the whole snoring and the breathing, but the wrinkle thing, I wouldn't want to volunteer to do that. No, I think she said, I've got this. Uh, I'll do that. But uh, she goes on a work trip or something. Mitch is going to have to clean out that wrinkle. And hopefully yeah. he... Luna's going to end up in that room with the back seats from his car if yeah. she goes on a trip, I think. <laughs> well, I think that's true. It was funny when he said, he was like, your dog's just so much breathing. So much breathing. <laughs> yeah. He took, he takes shit in stride. Like you could see how that dog, if you weren't, maybe a dog person or, you know, you're living in a small space. I mean, you know, the noise alone and just it's a big presence for a tiny dog. And he really does take Mitch for me, for the prima donna that he was the day with the beard. He takes stuff like that in stride way more than I thought he would. He does. And another reason I think he will kind of just adjust to the dog, which I mean, it's a dog. I mean, I mean, you, you right. know, he's, yeah. I mean, he's not, a, he's not dead inside. We don't right. think, but right. on after party, when she talked about how she was a little bit sick and he walked two miles to a store to get her cough syrup. And I, 
it just seems that he's not holding back on trying to care for her. And right, thus, that right. usually leads to the animal too. Like he's, he seems to be going, all right, I'm in this. We're going to act like a married couple. I'm going to, he cares for her. Okay. Your dog's fucking, let me hit me with that thing that I got to clean the wrinkle out with. Let's go. <laughs> Which finger should I use to clean the wrinkle out with? <laughs> what should I put the tissue over? Um, that's probably not how you do it. I would like to bring up the fact that again, Kristen, I think she's as much as she, you know, was confident in defending herself in the scenario at the uh, honeymoon. She does. She's a people pleaser because she, when she gave him a little gift, so super nice card, he reads it out loud. It was super cute and and just relevant to their situation. And then she, then she's like, "Here," and she's like, I, "I'm handing you these two mason, these used mason jars. <laughs> they were already used. These mason jars that I have that are housing these homemade uh, coupons that I made you. I mean, like, I just that really made me chuckle. Like, here's these used jars. I don't want you to think I bought new mason jars for this exchange." Yeah. Okay. These fuckers have been used. These have been used. So, and here's yeah. some uh here's some coupons on probably recycled paper. Yep. Uh and what was in one of those coupons was a bubble bath that expired that night. Smart. I mean smart. You know, no nobody's going to turn down a, you know, a last minute midnight fire sale you know you're gonna you're gonna take the bubble bath you're not gonna waste the coupon no and she knows that mitch you know i mean the, the condoms are dropping out of his packages like he's oh, ready yeah. to go but i will say that i want them to just i want her to give him a, a coupon that says bubble bath expires tonight i want him to go well guess i'm gonna go make that bubble bath and then that's it i don't want well, if it gets kind of steamy, I think I'm ready to take things to the next level. What about you? Oh, I don't want that conversation. Sarah. It's like like putting it in their planner a little bit. I didn't. I don't well, need that. And it sounds like a script. It sounds yeah. It sounds so um like hey, what do you say, hubby? I don't like it at I just, all. I just wanted them to quit talking about it and go bone because I was like, now you're ruining it for us and for you. Because the well, more you, you plan and tell us that you're about to go bone, the more you are ruining it. Yeah. And the whole lead up thing when he sees like, oh, I'm just trying to keep it cool. You know, he's hold, holding a towel up with his hard dick, probably, <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, and they're all like, Luna, don't, you know, don't come a, don't, don't come a knocking when the bathroom doors, whatever. It just, well, it just, it's like, go do it. On After Party, she told Keisha that they could work on making things last a little bit longer. So, which poor oh. bitch. I know when that aired, he probably just well, did you crawled under the, his tent or whatever. One of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. He just he took his tent and his, his used mason jars and just walked down the street with a stick with a little thing hanging off it. Did They called him a two-pump chump, which, um, did you hear that on After Party? No. Who said that? It was on after party. Nate, ben, it was and Nate. Kristen. Okay. So it was either Nate or Ben. I think it was Nate, but I heard it for sure that when she was like, Yeah, you know, he, we could work on making it last a little bit longer or whatever. And then it was almost like when somebody does that like cough thing, like two bump jump or something like that. But oh. they, yeah, he, 
So, I mean, hey, listen, the I guy, can't, he, he, either yeah. one of them would have said, I could see Ben saying that because he likes to make awkward jokes. And then I could see True. Nate doing that just because. So, well, I did not hear that, but that's what happened. And yeah. I feel like if they would have talked about it less, maybe she would have gotten three pumps out of him. I was going to say, I mean, honest to God, I think the guy, he probably, it was, it was like one time I went tubing on the back of a boat and I held on as long as I can. It was like three seconds because I didn't have the upper. I mean, he probably did the best he could is what I'm trying to say. Oh, sure. Sure. And she's still there. And hopefully by the, the, she was referring to that night. So hopefully since then, um, if if they've continued, he's worked up to, a little stamina. Hopefully, he's worked up a little stamina. I believe he told us that it had been a while, um, a yeah. few episodes ago. So, just saying, um, who knows? Well, yeah, he's what is it? He he said he's been is it uh, abstinent or whatever, but like not on purpose, right? He said I'm celibate, but not on purpose. Celibate, yeah. celibate, yeah, just yeah. bad is, luck. No, abstinent. That's like what the fuck does that mean? That's not, you don't have sex. That's not it. Oh, never mind. God damn it. Anyway, moving on. It was, we got there. (laughs) This is more awkward than my uh, no seat on the bicycle conversation that I don't, (laughs) that I'm still trying to figure out what I meant. Uh, Um, Oh man. Okay. So Cal visited them. They talked about the honeymoon, everything we kind of know. Mitch was overwhelmed. He had to break down his own walls. Cal says it was a great breakthrough. Um, the one interesting thing about them is their conversation about how they don't make future plans and they just yeah. look, they don't talk past the eight weeks basically because Kristen doesn't want to scare Mitch. And these are the things, the little flags that I worry about for her of her right. going, Oh, I don't want to say that because that might be too much for Mitch. And I don't want to talk about this at dinner on the honeymoon. Cause that might be too much for Mitch. So it's great that she has a care for, you type heart, but I don't want her to, I just feel like if she has to keep saying, I don't want to, I'm tiptoeing around things for Mitch that she's going to one day just fucking snap. Yeah. Or, or just sell her soul and just not be true to herself and be a shell of who she is because she's just like living to be the version that Mitch can tolerate or, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's okay to know that you don't want to, you know, know somebody's sort of soft spots or weaknesses or whatever and be careful around them, but not at the expense of discussing your own future and your own dreams and what you want to do past these eight weeks and whatnot. So preach, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Cal got through to them a little bit about that. Um, I felt felt like they had a productive conversation. I feel like they kind of looked like, yeah, no, yeah, we need to kind of go there. And and certainly Mitch heard Cal loud and clear. I have to say one of my favorites was when um, Cal brought up finances and they're like, yeah, we haven't talked about finances yet. And Cal's like, okay, whisper, um, Mitch, whisper in her ear how much you make. And then she whispered in his ear. So the best was Mitch is like, yeah, you know, I know she makes more than me. And then as soon as she uh, whispers in his ear, he's like, I know she makes twice my salary <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Like he, it was cute. They, he seems like super comfortable to be in that position. Yeah. And I think he said that. And I, I, she mentioned that she's fine with what he does because she just wants him to be passionate about his work and not in debt, which he seems to be not in debt, right? So far, at least we haven't heard that. And 
he's he said I'm happy with that because I'm not threatened by it. Right. And right. it takes pressure off of me. So and then they but then they haven't talked to kid yet, kids yet, and that kind of goes with the whole um not talking past eight weeks thing. But they're on the same page. He says he wants the next couple of years. She said, I think in the next year, but they seemed workable on the whole thing. So it just seemed right. like it seemed like they were in the same place on on all that stuff. So just go ahead and fucking talk about past eight weeks. And if you don't make it past eight weeks, the worst thing that happened was he talked about it. Who cares? Oh, exactly. I mean, and I think it was it was a little bit funny where um, Pastor Cal was almost the one who was not like shaming Mitch about being 41, but when he's like, yeah, you know, maybe have kids in a couple of years or so. And, and Pastor Cal kept going like, you're 41, right? And I want to be like, listen, He's not Hugh Hefner. You know, he could take a couple years if he wants. Like, it's fine. But I also understood what Cal was saying. Like, what are you waiting for? She's the one. Just knock her up. You well, know, he was also like, you guys don't have any other prospects. You're you're yes. it for each other, yeah. which was kind of hilarious and also weird. But it made it made me giggle. But he was like, yeah, you're each other's prospects. Like, you're it. This is it. This is what you. So just fucking go for it. I mean, right. I don't. Was what was it on after party that they okay yeah because Kristen was on there I guess they didn't really talk about that part she just talked about going to <laughs> she talked about going to the grocery store with them which kind of made me laugh where she said oh they had yeah. to go to his special one and they couldn't put the fruit and veggies in any kind of bag and so they were just on the conveyor belt and she was just like oh Jesus Christ like I can't I just have to walk away but also just don't, you don't have to go to the grocery store together I want to tell her that and I want to tell yeah. him that. Just go. I have a friend that is a bit the same way as Mitch in, in some sense, some senses about grocery stores and whatnot. And uh, her and her husband, they just don't go together. They, That's she a goes great to her. Yeah. And then, and, and she comes home with whatever her $47 strawberry, the one. And <laughs> fucking. I don't think that's exactly what Mitch is going for, but I'm just saying it's like, right. You just, right. just sort of. They don't have to necessarily, if something like that stresses you out to see the way he does that shit, I say, just don't go. Just, just go. He'll bring the fruit and vegetables home, get some fruit and vegetable, wash, wash them, have a nice time. And you don't have to, this is, that's an easy solve to me. These are separate errands. I agree. Separate errands. They make the world go around emotionally in relationships. I agree. No need. There's no need. She can go to her store. He'll go to his. How about when we found on an after party that he gave her a necklace that he like found or something? Sarah, she basically said that um, he gave her a necklace where um, he basically like hot glued a seashell to a chain. And and then Keisha was like, yeah, how how was that? And she's like, well, it was, you know, a gift from Mitch. And I thought this girl, I mean, I don't know. Thank, thank God the show paid for the engagement ring. You yeah. know what I mean? Because she'd have like a hermit crab wrapped around her <laughs> ring finger with like seaweed and shit or something. I don't know. She she would. I I appreciated that they at least showed us that on After Party and that they kept it off of the show, True. which I kind of couldn't believe. But because that was a pretty solid moment to see that she was like, where'd you oh. get this? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, did you find it? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> Just Awkward. Oh, Sarah, what do you think about uh, Morgan and Ben? Uh, Morgan and Ben. Um, they talk about how they grew as a couple. 
eager as an individual. That's what they said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is her mm-hmm. first time living with anyone, which does kind of explain her rant at that dinner last week, or was that last week when she was like, I just want to come home and nobody fucking talked to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to be accountable for anybody's feelings except for mine when I get home from work. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. She's been alone. Yeah, because I, I, by the way, I've said I relate to that and I, I, and I do, even though I'm still married, am married, not still, but I am married. <laughs> And I'm still married. Still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as as a woman who got married at 40 can very much relate to being like, what? Who Who's there? Um, yeah. This yeah. is supposed to be my space. Like, she's not messy. <laughs> he's not messy. The, the whole laundry before 4 p.m. And he unplugs things and peak hours and all that. Whatever. She seemed to be uh, on board. They were having fun with it, right? They were... He was fucking with her a little bit. Like he yes. does these are definitely things he does, but when he was kind of like eyeing her and like being like, Well, yeah, you have to unplug shit after four or you know, or wait the gaming until whatever. system. Yeah, knowing yeah, it's her like thing. He, and like and like and then she goes to take a shower and he goes around, and he's like, Oh, I'll turn off all the lights. And she's like, I'm leaving the fucking lights on to take a shower. He was I think I think he act absolutely lives this way, but he also is like he understands he's fucking with her and she's going to do what she wants. I do too. And I think that the show is trying to use the comment about him being frugal and whatnot and really drive it into a thing from the beginning. And then, yeah. so they kind of make him have these conversations, but he's just like, yeah, that's what I do, but I'm not trying to, I'm not going to tell her to unplug her gaming system and that she can't play it after work because I know that she can put me in a fucking headlock. So <laughs> if we lag wrestler right now, I am dead and she is yeah. going to, yeah, bend me like a pretzel. But I agree. I feel like there's a little more sense of humor behind it with him than just like when he was talking to his friends at the beginning of the show about um, giving her socks or something. And I mean, right, it, or, or no, right. socks, whatever. We never figured that one out. Sure. But- just joking about all the different things that well, you- he's a quirky he's quirky don't you think yes he doesn't he doesn't understand how cats pee i mean the guy no, very curious about her cat's peeing schedule and then honestly i i totally had like a big full smile when he was like come here son <laughs> When he met the cat, like he does, he's, he's just, he's just kind of a, a, he has a lightness to him that I really enjoy. He does have some lightness to him a lot. And Morgan, they don't, I don't see any chemistry with the two of them. Like she's playing with the Theragun on him. I just, it doesn't, there's nothing, I don't see any chemistry or like sexiness between them, but what, what are you, what are you saying there, Shara? (laughs) You saying uh, a headlock isn't sexy? Oh. After I have my six pack of beer, after I put in a full twelve hour shift, just nursing people back to health. All right, I'll stop it. I just want to get a little in. You never stop that. And if you guys okay. don't know, that is Mary's version of Morgan, which we understand she does not sound anything like it, but is a character that we have that she has invented. And I fully think that Morgan should start talking like that because it fits. I think so too. Thank well, you, Sarah. You're welcome. He says, I overreacted. She says, I feel backstabbed. She says, I have an associate degree. You can look it up online. Starts to get defensive again. He's like, no, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Um, And he starts to jump in. He's like, long story short, I overreacted, right? And he really does take ownership. I don't see any fucking world where she gets over this. 
Right. No. I mean, she hasn't even started to act like it's not a problem. She still hasn't gotten over it. Like she she did it to Cal. Yeah, look it up online, blah, blah, blah. And it's just she's she's it's I agree. There I feel like there's zero chemistry. And it's and, and Cal brings up, he's like basically like, who or what made you put your wall up? She starts to cry. It's something, you know, relationship that that with her father, she doesn't have one, and blah, blah, blah. Not blah, 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 but like, you know, she didn't give a ton. But it comes out that ever since um the the air quotes debacle on the honeymoon that she's been sleeping kind of away from him on the bed, like on the opposite side, there's been no like cuddling or anything. And, and then, and then Ben said, he's like, I've been trying, I'm trying to win you back or I've been trying to win her back. And I was like, it just, I don't know. It, I guess I see what they show us, what they edit us to see. And I just feel like I didn't like what he did by telling Justin and starting that game of telephone, but I'm, I'm, his apologies have felt very genuine and I'm feeling like I'm siding with him now. Like what more is he supposed to do? Yes. That's the thing is I I agree with you. He should not have talked to Justin, but he has said it repeatedly. And Cal even said to her, um, whatever he's like, you have to put your wife first and all this. And Ben's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's very apologetic. And whether or not he's just saying it, it doesn't matter right now. It's all we know. Right. So, right. She, when they said like, what happens to make you like, you know, make you like this. And she's like, of course it's childhood stuff. And Ben gets up and grabs her tissue. But basically Cal said, he's not your dad. And you have to find what happens on the other side of an apology is forgiveness. So you can't let your hurt infringe on this relationship and this love, et cetera. And I just, I just don't see her letting it go. She just kind of not like she acted like she did during all of that, but she had already acted like that before. And I just, I don't see it. I don't, this isn't a good thing this couple it's not good no and and she's just she's just ruminating about it it doesn't it's not going to go away and and when you throw in there the lack of chemistry and like when when cal's like okay well basically like morgan is it okay if if ben tries to snuggle or whatever they went through this little verbal exercise do pda and then like ben's trying he kind of like smacks her on the back like hey bro you know she'll put her there Sean. like it was just like hi oh, i i well, honestly call call out the time of death yes exactly because even then when cal says come on dude you, you got to be a little more intimate and gentle with that and she's like yeah yeah exactly yeah you literally two seconds later went, well, I can't trust him with my body if I can't trust him with a secret. It's like, oh, now we're already back to that. So it just, it's not, he's never going to get the fucking green light. He's never going to win. Like he fucked himself. You're right. He's never going to get the green light ever. He's trying, but like to your point, she doesn't, she didn't want any physical touch. What's he going to do? Go in and grab her tit? He was just trying to like, hey, ha, ha, ha. He he tries to keep things light. And I don't think you can with her. No. And look, and that might be a problem, too. Maybe he needs to be a little deeper or something. But I felt yeah, like yeah. I felt like his apology was and his self-realization of I overreacted. I did this. I should have got come to my wife first. I put us in this position. 
I need to win her trust back. It was all I, I, I. He's very, he's not trying to put this. Yeah, he's not trying to say, well, maybe Morgan needs to deal with her shit. You know, he's not saying that. I am. I don't know. I just, I don't feel good about them. (laughs) No, I don't either. And and that hasn't really changed. I mean, maybe maybe the actual wedding when she walked down the aisle, like with that gate. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it blossoming into a lifelong partnership. If we're, uh, if I, if I'm a gambling girl, no, especially not when on after party he said that um, she she she's doing nice things for him. She made him a burrito, and uh, it yeah. had um, protein and mushrooms and vegetables. And I was like, fuck that burrito. Where's the cheese? <laughs> This whole marriage. I know. I know. I was gonna say that's a breakup burrito. That's not like a <laughs> oh, you're doing nice shit for me. That's like this is what I think of you. And if it was if it came to me, I would I would hold eye contact with whoever made it and I would drop it from a high distance into the garbage. A hundred percent. Same Z's. Um Ugh. okay. Well, they're gonna break up. So Yeah, they are. Alexis and Justin. Um yeah, Look, this, this is a is little a bit toughie. rough. Yeah. yeah, I feel like everyone, I know a lot of people had a rough time with this one. I mean, we don't even have to talk about their apartments and shit. I mean, who cares? Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the thing that happened was the dogs meeting and it didn't go well. And that changed a lot for them. So, although I do want to say she had a, the, she showed him the vagina mold, which was in like a bowl of grass. And I thought which that was really was like a vagina it did it looked like one uh, it yeah. wasn't like a georgia o'keefe interpretation that was a straight up vag <laughs> a wrinkly roast beef sandwich <laughs> or you know minus the bread you know what i mean it was just straight up it was a, it was protein style it was sitting in a bowl of grass <laughs> it was oh it Lord. was sorry guys sometimes oh, things get sorry. a little take a turn when we talk about this show for so long um okay look we'll, we'll just get to it because the the dog yeah. it, it was upsetting obviously and i'm sure it was hard for a lot of people to watch it was hard for me to watch big animal lover um i don't feel that i'm in a position to blame anyone because uh they both said right before they introduced the dogs she said how do you introduce dogs i guess we should have googled it and yeah, so yeah. they both should have done that. Um, we found out that he hadn't disclosed to her that Maya, his dog, had been in, in a couple encounters before. And but he said, Well, I felt like I didn't think about those encounters because like dogs had kind of come at her being aggressive. Right. So he look, he looked real fucking shook when it happened. Obviously, oh, so did Alexis. So I'm not taking that away. But he went into this mode of everything's okay. No, nothing happened. It's okay. Yeah. Newton's okay, yeah. right? No, they just had a thing. Like I could feel his panic of, oh fuck, that is my dog. And she is obsessed with her dog too. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get the blame for this. I could feel it. And I felt bad for both of them. I felt, yeah, I felt sick for both of them. Yeah. I did. I mean, it, it, you know, we could go back and forth and you could, you know, depending if you were team this or team that or it, but 
it was an unfortunate situation um, that was just very upsetting. And and the and 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 I think the thing that feels so because um, there really this sort of situation, whether you feel that there's blame, there really shouldn't be because there was no. It was an accident. It was not. If either one of them thought for one second that this would happen, they wouldn't have put themselves in that position. But I think that's the problem. They didn't. They didn't think enough about it you know or whatever the well, case that, both exactly of them, so you know? it's, it's really on both of them one was on right. a leash one wasn't i don't know if you're supposed to have both on a leash or both off a leash but i'm assuming they're supposed to be in some kind of similar situation again i'm no fucking expert and i'm not trying to be right um i, d- I definitely think probably not in that close encounters i i've always i know i've heard that they're supposed to be in sort of a more of a neutral territory and um which I guess that was because it was, or no, that was his place, right? Whose place was that? No, I think it was their new place. New place. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but it was the, uh, a corner hallway with one yeah. on a leash and one not. I'm not saying they were asking for it. I'm saying it obviously wasn't the right situation. And they both fucked up by not looking up what that is. Now, that being said, I felt I hate that Newton got his little eye hurt. He seems to be okay. He's got a little cone on his head. I hate it. I hated having to watch Justin take his dog somewhere, even though it's probably the right thing to do. Maybe she needs some training, but I don't like that the conversation went into with Cal uh, that, well, you said if this training doesn't work, that Maya's gone. I, it just seems a little aggressive and she, I understand her wanting to take care of a dog. Believe me, if any animal hurt my cat, I'd fucking lose my shit, but you can't really blame the animal. And I don't know that you can say, Oh, the only other option is you give the dog away. I, you know what I mean? That's the only thing where I felt sort of like defensive. I don't even know for who, probably for Maya. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It feels so shitty just all around. And I think, you know, clearly um, Alexis felt hurt and, and you know, almost, I guess, violated or some, some you know, she felt a certain way. Justin, you can't say he didn't feel as terrible. Yeah. He, you know, he's an empath. He he was he was hurting just as much. So it just it, it sucks. It's awful. And, um, you know, I understand when like production asked Justin, like, oh, you know, what what would it be like to give Maya up? They come up with these deep questions. And then, but Justin says, I'm not talking about that. Cause I don't want to manifest that. And I totally got what he was saying. Like, I did let's too. just see what happens. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say that out loud ever. And I understand right. that. Um, I guess I just don't think it should be. Well, it's that, or you, you know, you got to give your dog away. And I, I think that the onus has to be on the both of them for figuring out how to introduce these dogs and get these dogs to live together because they're both owners and it's both their responsibility. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being said, is Justin someone who doesn't, when they were talking to Cal and basically Cal was like, look, this is, a, he said, I'm glad this happened, which I don't think he meant it that way, but he was like, "You, this is a test. How do you handle it? How do you overcome it? Um, you have to give yourselves leeway to be human and to allow for mistakes. And you can't have such a rigid requirement of each other, which is all very good advice. But she was saying you need to overshare. So I feel like when she was complaining that he didn't, not complaining, that's not the word, but when she was stating that he didn't say to her, well, 
Maya's had a couple incidents in the past, which would have given her the flag to not put Newton down right in front of Maya, right? Maybe they would have introduced them a different way. She was saying if she would have had that information, sure, that's fair. So it felt like she was getting at that this is a problem with Justin more often than not. I don't think it was just this one time, right? Yeah, she implied that he sort of just shares what he wants her to know and doesn't really go deeper if it could, if it could, you know, fuck anything up or whatever, that he's just kind of glossing over stuff. Right. And it's hard to tell if that's intentional or if he's just sort of a, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not thinking about that right now. So my, my direct answer is what's on, is this, and I'm not going to give you a year's worth of background on my, my answer is just what it is. Right. right. So I, I have no idea. I we, we don't know enough about him yet to know if he's just a guy that likes to avoid. So he gives as little <laughs> as possible as far as that kind of information. Or if he is just like, yeah, I didn't think of it because it wasn't I didn't feel like it was relevant to this. But now, obviously, in hindsight, it is. It's I really don't know with him which one it is. No, and I, I don't you know, honestly, I think until we we see how it pans out, it's really it just sucked. It just felt bad. And, it, you know, I am eager to see how they deal with it because like, they, you know, up until that, they're just so excited to be moving into this place together. And I just I don't know. I hope they can I hope they can make it through with 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 all four of them. The Me dogs too. Included. And the cat and Baloo. Oh, and Baloo. All five. I'm sorry. I'm don't sorry. Don't you fucking sorry, forget Ralphie about Ryan. Baloo. I love I Baloo. I don't forget about cats. Cats are important too. Yes. Uh, speaking of cats, <laughs> Lindy and Miguel. Oh, she's got a cat named fucking Tweety Bird, by the way. Yeah, I she does. I don't like that. Yeah. In fact, I bet you I, she's got a Tweety Bird tattoo. First thing she did when she got out of the commune or whatever. Can I tell you what I wrote down? I never normally just like read right from my notes, but I need... I needed to hear this sentence, you and our listeners. <laughs> I wrote, she has a cat named Tweety Bird. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> really got to me. Oh, I mean, that, that got, that was a bee in your bonnet. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love a God damn it. It's like, it's the, it's the harshest thing you could have said there. <laughs> bee in the bonnet. <laughs> um, Lindy and Miguel are all over the map to me. She said the D-Day is, decision day is a trigger word for her. It's a trigger her. word, Sarah. It's a trigger word. It's a trigger she word. She hates it. She, she doesn't want to hear about it. And um, the timeline, she says, stresses me out and put pressures on, it puts pressure on me. And I'm like, the fucking show is about whether or not you say yes on decision day. And I'm not saying that the, weir- the way he says, I was just going to give someone eight weeks isn't fucked up, but, the, but it, neither of them are making Girl, any sense. But it, if she, I've said I it can't. once, I'll say it again. She didn't have cable till recently. She wasn't completely aware of the time crunch. Okay. She knew a stranger and some nuptials were involved. I don't know if we can blame her. I guess not. No, I, guess I we mean, can't. we're going to blame her. You know what, though? He rolls up. And what does he rename Decision Day? Vow Renewal Day. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. so nice. I really hope this show doesn't 
adopt that because I like the dum 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 of decision day. Like it, it brings me joy. I don't give a shit what it does for the couples, but I I thought that was so thoughtful and it really made her happy. It was thoughtful, and I have a feeling on decision day he's gonna look at her and go, "I do not wish to renew my fucking vows." <laughs> Because oh boy, yeah, no, yeah. they have some fun. They do. She accepts. Listen, he loves that she accepts. They go to his apartment. She shows him the the he sh- comes out in the bear costume. Oh, and he she liked it. She did. She was like, save it for later. Yes. I was like, oh boy, num num num. It's his it's his alter ego, Bear Man. Which oh, I, don't. I mean, I was like, Lindy's gonna fuck Bear Man tonight. <laughs> yeah, Bear Man's gonna <laughs> yeah. get it in. That's what's gonna happen. Bear Man's getting banged. Mm-hmm. Well, and look, I like that sh- he feels comfortable because she looks at his Dungeons and Dragons books and his Bear Man costume, and she accepts it all. And he does seem really into her he he has the flowers for her that when they get to nice. their place yeah it was nice watching them make dinner was nice but with lindy i can't figure out it's like everything he says she takes it complains about it and then turns around and says that it's awesome she's like he only gave me eight weeks and then later she's like i love his transparency that's why we're gonna work <laughs> and i'm like what that is what? so true. She is. She's she she's not sure if she's coming or going. And then I don't if she maybe senses from him when he does pull away because she challenges him, then she just switches back to his team. It's so bizarre. It's a weird behavior. It's upsetting. It's it's hard for me to watch because we talk about thinking Kristen's going to turn herself into a pretzel to please someone. It's <laughs> it's it's the but Lindsay doesn't even Lindy was doesn't even want to tr- turn herself into a pretzel. She like agrees with him, but then she's like, but yeah, we need to show our worst selves, right? We need to act fucking crazy, right? So that we can see if the other person will stare or not, right? I and do. He's like what? I I absolutely Sarah love her use of we. It's kind of like we're batshit crazy, aren't we? <laughs> like elbowing him because when she was talking about decision day, she's like, yeah, you know, I don't like it. She's like, we could have a tendency to spin out if we talk about it. And I would be like, I think Bear Man will handle it just fine. Um, I think you're the one with with the tendency to spin out. But, you know. Yeah. At one point, she started rambling about her naturally curly hair. on, uh, And I was like, wait, first of all, I felt... Talk about feeling triggered. Did you feel triggered? I felt triggered by that. Hell yeah. 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 I felt triggered for you. Curly hair. You, you got a beautiful yeah, I, mane of naturally curly hair. Yeah. And if my husband did, woke up and didn't like that, well, guess what? Too bad, bear man. Yeah. Okay. Call you bear woman. This is bear woman with this curly <laughs> hair. This beautiful head. Now, I'm not, now I sound like Lindy. I Listen. Miguel said to her, I don't know how she could have any feelings of insecure. Okay, if a guy, if Mark said this to me one time ever, I would ask him to say it again, record it, and then I would just get off his ass. He said, at the end of the day, I want all of you, the you you want to give me. And I was like, man, the poet is back. He's back, everybody. That's right. I kind of forgot he was a poet. And yes. And he brought it back. Um, do you know, just go ahead and talk to me about that real quick and I'll be Lindy listening. Okay. Um, 
So, you know, listen, I know we've had some struggles, but mm, mm. I love your curly hair. And at the mm, end mm. of the day, I mm. want all mm. of you, um, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the you you want to give me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. A lot of mm's. <laughs> Uh, I love it. There's a lot of mmms and then Mm. a lot of finishing the fucking sentences for him. And (sighs) I, I had, there was a moment that she did it this episode and now I'm trying to find it in my notes. There was a moment where he said something and she finished the sentence for him and he was like, no. (laughs) Oh, he's like, no, you you didn't get it. It's not right. That's not what I was going to say at all. Oh, I have to say every time I took notes and for vowel renewal, I wrote vowel renewal, but that's, Neither here nor there. <laughs> Pastor Cal shows up for a visit. You know, it's time as he visited all the couples tonight. And, um, you know, he's asked how it's going. And Lindy basically says she's just really curious about what their first major conflict will look like. It's like she's just looking. I think she's just she's just ready for the other shoe to drop or is forcing it off and trying to make it drop. And she's going to push him away. Yeah, she is. Even Pastor Cal was like, look, yeah, shit'll like you guys have gotten a fight, but don't look for it. Right. Right. Like you're 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 sort of inviting it to happen. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think that. Well, so that was the whole thing when Pastor Cal's like, Lindy, what is it that, you know, that you need? Tell Miguel what you need. And mm. Lin- Lin- <laughs> mm. Lindy tells Miguel that she needs him to stay sturdy if he's not feeling connected to her for some reason, um, because that's his job, I guess. And Miguel said that's tough for him. And Lindy basically uh, wilted away when he said that. Yeah. Um, What is she doing? Just overthinking everything? I guess. Is that all it is? I guess. I mean, I just think that because then but but then pastor kale sort of sided with her in a way he's like well do you understand what she's saying and lindy's like it's a lot of pressure if he's just going off of a feeling and i i sort of understood that too but she did and then she said i don't want to know when you're pulling away from me because it feels like a punishment of my behaviors and he legit responded and said i don't know if i can do that and then i just was like I want to go to the bathroom now because this is I I don't even know what they're talking about anymore. And I would have liked no. to have heard what Pastor Kale said to that. But of course, they didn't film anymore of that conversation. No. Yeah, they just they probably were like, Lindy said mm, too many times mm. we have to cut this. But I I feel like she's trying to say, I don't want to know when you're when you're upset with me. Because it'll make and me what feel she even, bad, or yeah. yeah. And she was like, "What does that mean? If we get in a fight, you just don't love me anymore." And it's like, no, I don't think that's what that means. I think if you go, "I'm not happy with you today. I'm upset today. Whatever it is," she's like, "Blah blah. I don't want to hear that." La 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 la. Because she thinks that means you're not in love with the person anymore. Now I don't know if he's giving her that vibe. Right. Or if he said somewhere along the way, yeah, once I get mad at someone, I never get over it. Bear man doesn't yeah, get over bear it. Bear man I don't, stay angry. I was, I, I honestly, my head was spinning yeah. during every conversation they had. And, and mine too. I, I had a headache because I, especially I perked up when I realized that Kale was sort of 
not like siding with Lindy, but he was like, do you understand what she means? And I want to be like, I don't understand what she means. And I'm watching this on my couch with not, you know, I got no skin in the game here and I fucking have no idea what she's meaning. I, I wish that Cal had, I wish they'd explained it a little more or Cal had sort of continued to counsel them. Cause I don't fucking, I have no, I, I just would have gone and put the bear mask on and locked the door. I, I was done. Stunned. <laughs> I uh, I agree. I feel like every time she talks to him, I think she's like t- looking at an ex boyfriend and talking to him. Yes, that's so valid. I I totally agree with you. It feels like she's looking at him and going, "Every time I think you're upset with me, it means you don't love me anymore, and you're gonna pull out the rug from under me, and you don't like it when I act crazy, and you think I spin out." And he's like, "What?" And yeah. she's like, oh, is your name not Jason? <laughs> are you not, are you not Jason from high school? Yeah. Wait a second, Jay. Yeah. She definitely is. She's projecting and uh, fearing all of the things that she's experienced, which probably were one or two or three not great things. And that is the burden, the cross that Miguel is going to have to bear to sort of get again. All these people, we all need therapy. But these people need therapy. Yeah. Um, And the more she presses him to act like he'll never leave her, the more he gets like, well, what if I need to? It's like a weird push and pull. And and he'll say some really good, sweet, reassuring things to her sometimes. And then I don't know. I this I'm so confused by them. I don't know if everyone else, our listeners feel complete whiplash from every conversation they have like us, but I, I do. And and it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have to assume that people are also confused because is it that we're just, you know, like you said, it's a lot, even for a two hour show, it's five couples. They can't show us everything, you know, but it's like, what are we missing? Because it just doesn't even feel cohesive with them. Like one minute it's, it's fucking roses and hearts and, you know, love songs. And then the next minute she's like, you don't like me. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. And the next minute she says to Cal, well, he made it easy for me because he's so transparent and I just want to scream. I don't don't make you tired. Like they make me tired. Yeah. 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 Oh, there, you know what it was, was something too. you know, you know, my new favorite thing about her is that she just like finishes sentences. sentences. She she did it. They were talking about, he says, um, when they were talking about the trigger word, this was more at the beginning of, of seeing them together when she was talking about how D-Day is a trigger word. She doesn't want to hear it. Puts pressure on her. Me, 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 me. And he's like, it's something, um, integral and, it's something. And she jumps in. She goes, cause there's an end. And he's like, no, I'm not looking for an end. <laughs> like she just, he'll be like, yeah, I was just thinking, what if we, and she's like, break up, what if we break up? And he's like, no, I, what? Die in a fire. Oh no. I, yeah. I what, what, what? No, I didn't mean Yeah. That. So she's, she's all kinds of in her head. I yeah. think it's basically what we were figuring out here. And Sorry to have to go back and find that moment and in my, but I really wanted to, you know, it's my favorite thing. I know. And and the mmms. The mmms. She loves to say mmm and fucking finish sentences. And listen, I love Lindy. I think she's adorable. I just want her to get out of her own head. And Miguel, I have no idea what's going through his other than 
I think he's just like just a he's just like a walking boner at this point. <laughs> I would do anything for him to uh, walk into the vow renewal day wearing the bear mask. If I could just put in a request, if when they show the big entrance of both of them on their their solo ride over, that would be great. I don't think you're going to have to request that too hard. I think it'll probably happen. Oh, it would be amazing. No. Amazing. I think that'll be, uh, if production hadn't already thought, well, I guess it's too late now, right? They're, they're already done, I guess. But um, if they hadn't thought of it, well, a shame on them because yeah. that's what we all need to see. Whether he says yes or no, say it in a bear costume. Make decision day fun with some props. That's what I say. Make <laughs> it a little less scary. You know, make it fun with some props and some costumes. And Mary, we have talked forever already, and you know we're going to keep talking. I know. So we are going to head over to Patreon right now and keep talking. It is we do extra bonus content there. Yeah. So yes, come if we over. Either yeah, either we'll see you there, and if not, we'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.